I saw another movie today. I saw Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Okay. I assume you know nothing about this. You probably didn't even know that it existed. I knew it existed, but... Oh, you did? And I assume that the two people that the title references are related to car companies. Good job. <laughs> what a what a leap of deduction that was. Um so the content of the movie is not really important. The kind of brief overview is it's following Ford's attempt to build a car that could beat Ferrari in the Le Mans race in France back in the sixties. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with what the Le Mans is. I'm guessing it's a car race. Yes. I I had learned about it when I was like a little kid. I don't even remember what context, but I've known about it for a long time. It is a 24-hour race in France. Hmm. So it goes for 24 hours, and the kind of official rule is which car travels the most distance in total over the course of those 24 hours. Yeah, but it's like on a track. Mm-hmm. Well, it's on something that approximates a track. It's on real roads, but it's you know, yeah, turned it's into a track. It's on some sort of course. Yeah, a course. That's the correct uh, term. But the interesting thing about how I saw this movie is that I saw it in 4DX at my local theater. What does that even mean? Do you want to take a guess? So I'm assuming it's a 3D movie and then like, I don't know, like people sit behind you and slap you or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm ass- <laughs> no, it's, it's not like those, That's those an like amazing guess. Disney or like universal attractions where they like spray crap in your face and like shake your sh- seats and stuff. Is it? It's exactly I- that. What? Yep. Oh gosh. So you They do it for a whole movie? They do it for a whole movie. Like a movie that wasn't designed cuz like I remember like those sorts of attractions or rides or whatever like whatever you're watching is designed specifically to like incorporate all these other things. Mhm. So it's like a real movie that someone just like went back and was like, "Oh, what kind of crap can we do to the poor audience while they watch this movie?" So I'm not actually sure how all this works. I'm not even 100% sure that this 4D, I think that this 4DX thing is specific to Regal Cinemas, which is like the local chain of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Well, not It's not local, like it's all over the place, but it is the chain that is around here as opposed mm-hmm. to like, you know, man theaters back home. Um, And so I think it might be specific to them. And then whoever they hire to kind of set up the situation for the movie. I don't know how it works. I, they, they select which movies to do it for carefully. So the first movie that I saw that did it, I didn't see it. This is my first time doing it. But the first movie that I knew that did it was the newest Fast and Furious movie that came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes sense. It's a big, loud car movie. Um, that makes sense. Uh, last weekend, they had the movie Midway, which is about the Battle of Midway. Uh, also reasonably appropriate. You know, a big naval and air battle out in the ocean seems appropriate for this. And mm-hmm. then this movie, lots of cars, lots of car racing, uh, still makes sense. 
but yeah, so I mean, during car races, your seat is, you know, like they turn on the car and your car start and your seat starts vibrating. Uh, and then, you know, as they're driving, it's kind of, you know, shaking you back and forth. And if there's like a, a crash or some tight turn, like, you know, there's, uh, you know, air that can be sprayed or like large fans that can come on and start, you know, moving air around. And there's little things that can like, uh, I think it's meant to approximate dust or rubble that like swipe against your ankles. Kind of, that was the weirder one. And then they have like smoke and mist machines for various uh sequences in the movie where it makes sense to use those whoa so yeah that was a thing that i did today (laughs) fascinating i don't just seems weird (laughs) like was it were there other people in there was the seat or the no it was literally just me grant (laughs) was it no it was like it's a it's a full-size theater yeah. And there were, I don't know, probably the same, like, 10 to 20-ish people that were there when I saw Terminator last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because there was me, there were two people next to me, two people behind me, one person immediately in front of me, and then a couple of slightly larger groups of, like, four-ish people a bit further up. Okay. So it wasn't like, you know, like there are people there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a big thing. Yeah. Okay. I just, it seems like a weird concept to me for like watching a movie. It it seems like something that's just like unnecessary and extra and like, <laughs> why are they doing that? And now that as I'm saying this, I'm starting to wonder like when they were first like starting to have like movies with sound and stuff were there people who would like be saying like i don't know why you need movies with sound like silent movies are just fine all on their own so like <laughs> you think that was a thing i'm i'm i mean any change in technology <laughs> there's people like that so i would i'd have to guess that there were okay but i can't imagine that it was a big majority of people i think the big difference though is that this is not something that can be applied to every... Like, if you add sound to movies in general, that -hmm. does not mean that every movie has to have dialogue. Like, there's still it's still possible to make a silent movie and then you just have music backgrounds or whatever. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. wasn't there a movie that did that? Wasn't, like, Black Swan or something like that? Like, a number of years ago? Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, 2010. Um, no, apparently not. I don't know why that was in my head. Maybe that was. Maybe it was just in black and white, and that was notable. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But like you know, adding sound does not mean that you can't take it away. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that there would be a lot of issues if they attempted to like add these seats everywhere. But mm-hmm. I don't think that that would ever happen because, like, they're not as comfortable as the fancy leather recliner type things. Oh, you know, yeah. like you're not going to bring a beer into the movie with you <laughs> mm-hmm. in this situation. In fact, it's like kind of you know, uh, well, poo pooed, and also just not really a lot. Like, I'm I'm on the website right now. 
Do not bring in hot liquids such as coffee or tea, and all cold beverages must be in a covered container that fits in the cup holder. Oh. The chairs don't move a crazy amount. Like, you don't have a seat belt. You're not going to fall out unless you have awful balance or something. Um, okay. But, like, it's close, and you would definitely would not want to have a glass of beer or something <laughs> chilling out. <laughs> that wouldn't end well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I don't think that this is going to spread a crazy amount. Okay, so you don't think it's, like, the next frontier in cinema or anything? No. Like, adding sound to movies became? I don't think so, because adding sound to movies is a natural thing. Like, that, I I assume that that felt like a sort of, like, they always had sound, they just didn't have dialogue. Yeah. They'd have, like, backing tracks and stuff. And wasn't the sound, like, generated live? Wouldn't there be, like... Yeah, I mean, at the very beginning, before they could easily, you know, play back music, they would have, like, piano players or stuff, like, playing in the theater. Like, that was definitely a thing. But later on, like, while there were still silent movies, I'm sure that they just added in music during the playing, and it was recorded and stuff, but, Uh you know, they added music, but they didn't, but they couldn't easily record dialogue while filming, would be my guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean... I don't think it was a crazy transition that anybody was particularly upset about. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, this this doesn't feel like the next big thing. The next big thing would be either, my guess would be something related to VR. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that that's a more engaging thing is like a VR three-dimensional type of movie experience as opposed to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing about this whole situation is that like, not everybody can go to it. Not yeah. everybody's going to be comfortable with it. Uh, and it's also, I, I assume, similarly divisive as 3D is. Where 3D has been around for a long time, and I guess it's, I'm sure it's gotten a bit better. But it's not like, it's still not groundbreaking. I still don't think, like, I'm I'm very strongly of the opinion that 3D has improved maybe like three movies ever. <laughs> Like, actually improved it. Like, you should go see this in 3D because the way that they do the effects is so good that, like, you're missing if you don't watch it in 3D. As opposed to what most 3D is, which is some cleverly constructed shots that make you go, oh, cool, 3D is a thing. And then the fact that you Mm -hmm. have to think that takes you out of the movie because you're thinking about, like, this 3D effect that's just kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, I assume that this 4DX thing is similarly annoying to some people. Like, I didn't find it that annoying. There were a couple of poorly selected motions that almost, like, I'm not predisposed to motion sickness, but there were a few moments where the camera was panning in, a, like, a silent shot. And for apparently no reason, my chair just started to tilt laterally. Like, not backwards, forwards, but, like, sideways, just slightly. And it just, like, gave me this weird sensation. It just didn't fit with what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so situations like that are bad. And that kind of took me out of it. But the rest actually felt reasonably natural. And I got used to it very quickly. Um, but I can I can imagine a lot of people, like, the, the people who were behind me were uh, an older couple. And... Mm-hmm. They sort of get you prepared for the chairs because the regal onloading 
like a you know welcome to regal theaters their whole shtick is Mm -hmm. a roller coaster and that's what Uh. it isn't that's what it is in every theater but they you know really you know they take advantage of that for this whole uh Mm -hmm. chair situation and i and once it finished and i was like oh welcome to regal or whatever and the movie was about to start i (laughs) the the older guy was like oh, I bet this we could have seen we could i mean he just said we could have seen the standard movie <laughs> like <laughs> they weren't they didn't seem to be uh having it but i didn't hear anything else throughout the movie so they seemed fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know I, I it was interesting i think that there are movies that can benefit from it uh i don't find it as like takes you out of it as 3d is like i don't think that this movie benefited greatly from it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i could i assume that there are definitely a lot of other movies where it would be uh way more engaging whether that's like i don't know make up a movie about a runaway roller coaster and the entire movie's on a roller coaster or something you know wow (laughs) Uh, <laughs> then it would make sense because you're always like the chairs are always active then like it's always a part of it mm-hmm. as opposed to like okay we're sitting we're chilling and then all of a sudden a car starts and then your chair is rumbling for the next 30 minutes uh, yeah. yeah so so yeah I didn't mind it I kind of I enjoyed the gimmick but I think that I would uh, you know think more carefully if I notice a movie doing it and think to myself, okay, does this, would this add to the movie? Mm-hmm. Or is it just another, you know, thing that they're adding to mm-hmm. uh, boost their ticket prices? Yeah. I was going to say, how much more expensive is a ticket to... Oh, it's, it's like 50 cents more than an IMAX ticket. Like, it's hardly a difference. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised by it, but it's, yeah. And I mean, you know... Movie theaters have gotten more expensive, and especially out here, like you can't get a standard ticket for less than, I think twelve dollars at a matinee is the cheapest that I think they come. Mm. Um, and then like this, this ticket was like nineteen dollars. Okay. So not a big difference, but like it, it's basically what it is for IMAX at this theater mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but okay. IMAX, I do enjoy. Yeah, I can, I can get behind IMAX. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you at least somewhat enjoyed your experience. Gave you something to talk about. That's right. <laughs> that is an accurate statement. That's what all. That's what all right. Four TX. It is a topic of conversation. <laughs> Wow, you sound tired tonight, buddy. Thanks. Gonna have trouble staying awake during the comments? Maybe. I still need to write a blog post today, too. Oofta. Yeah. Browski. You left yeah. a lot for tonight. I mean, I still need to write, too, just in general. Oh, Jesus. And I got a little bit done this morning. There's been, like, I've been, I've actually been quite proud of myself. There have been... I've sort of set a goal for myself of doing like 2,000 words a day. Yeah. Like you technically only need to get close to 1,700, but I'm like, you know what? I want to keep finishing early. Let's go for 2,000. That's a nice round number to aim for. 
and it's been like four days in a row where it'll be like eight or nine p.m. and I'll be at like six hundred words, and I'll think mm. to myself, I'm so far ahead. I don't even need to f- I, like it's not even a big deal if I don't hit this goal. Uh, and then I will just sort of turn on a little timer for myself and you know let me just let me just do this. And there's just something about just setting a timer for like 15 minutes and then just going. Mm-hmm. And I think every single time I I churn out at least 500 words. Uh, and so I just do that a few times and then I'm done and it feels good. So I still need to do that tonight as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So, oh. So you you brought Breaking Cat News today by Georgia Dunn. So in this comic, it opens up and there is a uh, news reporter cat standing on a countertop while there is a woman apparently wiping it off with a sponge. And the cat reports, the woman is cleaning. She says back to the cat, Elvis, off the counter. Company is coming. Elvis turns to the camera and live says, Oh, I beg your pardon? I had no idea we are having company. Quick, let's all pretend we're not on the counter. All the time. <laughs> so, the cat's name is Elvis? Why is the cat's name Elvis? Because that's what the cat was named. It's a weird cat name. People name animals weird crap, Mark. I'm going to hijack this. No. <laughs> what would <what> you... <laughs> I, I honestly you know have no better, idea better they get where it out you're taking the, this. Better, they better get it out of their system on animals than on like people who have to deal with the repercussions of the terrible decisions their parents make. Yeah, true, true, true. But honestly, I have no idea where you're taking this because neither of us have cats. Uh, I I think that it's pretty straightforward. Uh, This is the last episode to come out before Thanksgiving. So I figured that it would make sense to talk about various uh, holiday preparation ideas, whether that's to do with cleaning, you know, uh, swapping stories about our parents being uh, exactly like this. When it comes to getting things ready for guests or, mm-hmm. you know, just other things that we're doing. Okay. So I'll start you off with a simple question. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm visiting my sister for Thanksgiving and having Thanksgiving there. And I'm bringing the turkey, so that's big responsibility this year. I was um, going to say that sounds like a sweet deal until you said that. <laughs> yeah, it it's kind of funny. Like That's last garbage. year, why I are ho- you bringing the turkey? <laughs> I'm bringing the turkey because um, I get a like our my work at uh, Thanksgiving time. We all get to like choose a gift from the company, and so oh. it's something food related for Thanksgiving. Um, and so there were four options, and dang. Really, like, the best option in terms of, like, what you get out of it is the turkey. It's a freaking huge turkey. Or at least, to me, it seems huge. It's, like, a 15 to 16-pound turkey. 
Um, and that sounds really big to me. I don't actually have any concept for how big that is, but I don't think it's crazy, but like it's not tiny, at least for three people. Yeah. So that's why I'm bringing the turkey because I got it from work or I should be getting it from work. They haven't been delivered yet. Last year they were <laughs> delivered before now and I'm starting to get worried. I'm like, oh, they're going to be so mad at me if I don't have a turkey. Well, pending that delivery, sweet deal status is restored. No, because if it's not, res- if the turkey's no, not I'm delivered. I'm saying this pending that, works. like assuming the turkey arrives. Oh, yeah. You will have uh, that status restored in my mind. That yeah. is what I am saying. Yeah, it's not. And like, I think my only major responsibility is like make sure it's thought out um, mm. because I'll be I'll be heading to their place like the day before on Wednesday um, so that it can like go in right away on Thursday. But I've got to have it thought out before then because obviously Wednesday night isn't long enough to thought out. Um, I have an excellent way to thought out so that, if, so that if, you don't forget. Oh, I'm not going to forget because I've also, I've already had multiple text messages from my sister reminding me about making sure that I need a thought the turkey starting sometime in the that next doesn't matter. If I, if period I, of time. If I texted and, you multiple oh. times when we were recording, it's not like you would change your habits. So I think that that is a <laughs> non-solution. Uh, I, I would say those are different things, but whatever. Um, <laughs> there's There's no way I'm forgetting this. Because it's literally the only thing, the only responsibility that she's given me. Like, I asked if there's other things I need to do, and she pretty much said, no, it's fine. Well, I'm still going to offer my advice because I need to tell a joke, and you're just trying to rip this rip this opportunity away from me. I will, ref- And I'm refusing to okay, let that happen. Okay, go for it. What, what do you think I should do? You should mail it to them. <laughs> That'd be so expensive, and I don't know if, like, you're allowed <laughs> to do that or if it's just more expensive. Because... <laughs> Last time I mailed something weird, they asked me if it was perishable. Hmm. Did you and ever mail that potato? Uh, I haven't yet. It's I have. It's not the same potato anymore. But it <laughs> okay, was the, the potato and the potato peeler. Yeah, yeah. I have the potato peeler sitting out. I'm just like okay. trying to decide exactly the details of that. But it's gonna go out sometime, I think. All right, just figured I'd ask. Um, the person that I was gonna mail it to, I think their address changed and so mm. plans are plans are in flux right now i don't know if i'm gonna mail it to them still or if i'm changing people or what the deal is gotcha mikhail gave me a good suggestion for something else to do with that but i don't remember exactly what it was at the moment and i have a note <laughs> next to potato peeler saying to check messages with mikhail to figure out what he said i should do which would be funny gotcha so yeah hmm. Well, but, that sounds lovely. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing for Thanksgiving this year? Are you heading home or are you... No, I'm going to San Francisco. We're we're both disappointing uh... our parents today, or this week. Oh, no, just you. My parents aren't disappointed. No? No, my parents ditched me and my sister for Thanksgiving. Oh. They're going on a trip that we weren't invited to, so... I see. So you're the only them. one disappointing your parents. I'm no, a good it's not. Child. It's not a disappointment. It's, it's just a general <laughs> melancholiness, you know, the sort yeah. that just settles in over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nah, it'll be good. Uh, Aaron and I uh, 
we were going to uh, uh the original plan for all of this when I first sort of just decided that I was going to go up there for Thanksgiving was that there would be other people who had mentioned to Aaron that uh they would be interested in doing something and that never panned out so we started talking about okay what are we actually going to do and I started looking up restaurants because there's always restaurants that do Thanksgiving meals uh, mm-hmm. on the day, but especially in a place like San Francisco, they are often prohibitively expensive. Yeah. And we realized uh, that most of them were more expensive than just going to Fogo de Chao, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> 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 Which seems like an excellent, excellent Thanksgiving option to me. Oh, you're going to have so much fun. Ugh, who needs turkey when you can have prime rib? I'm almost surprised that... I guess I shouldn't be surprised that a place like that is open on Thanksgiving. Uh, allegedly, last year they had a Thanksgiving like dinner menu. Oh. So like you'd get the normal stuff, but then they also just had turkey and cranberries and all that sort of stuff available. Hmm. So that if that's a thing, cool. like I'll be happy to have that. Um that sounds awesome, actually. But yeah, it sounded cool, and it's going to be cheaper than, like, the most expensive one that we saw was, I don't remember where it was. I think it was, like, at a restaurant that was attached to a hotel, and it was, like, $130 per person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Do they have, like, back massages while you're eating or something for that price, or what? Uh, no. No, they don't. Uh, pretty sure they just, uh, they only take cash and then they slap you in the face with it as they serve you a single slice of turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Some people would be into that. (laughs) I'm sure. Not enough to create a sustainable business model, I don't think. (laughs) I don't know, Mark. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. Ne- never a, a underestimate. La- a, lateral, a lateral move for the comical start enterprise. What's this lateral move? Oh, it's setting Restauranteering. up. Restauranteering. <laughs> setting up a restaurant that does this? Yeah. We'll call it Kinky About Soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. Oh, like, oh my god, that'd be... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have so many ideas now, but based on how you're trying to keep this podcast, we should continue on this topic. You just need to find that tightrope and walk it. (laughs) Oh, there might be tightropes involved. Was that okay? I think that's okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep doing that though. But, I know. Um, so yeah, yeah. Restaurants, Thanksgiving, um, food. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this one really got away from us, Mark. <laughs> um, how how were you? Well, let me ask this first. Did you guys ever host stuff? Like, were you the hosting family for various holiday things? Like growing up, yeah. Um, sometimes, but not like always or anything. It wasn't like a 
oh, we do Thanksgiving and Christmas at our place every year or anything like that. But maybe every once in a while it would be. We had some... The majority of one side of my family didn't live near us and they all kind of lived closer to each other. And so growing up, I feel like Thanksgiving was often away from home and at their place um, instead, just like logistically, so less people had to travel a far distance. But I don't know. Some like we definitely hosted holidays and stuff growing up some but it was it was never like it was the go-to place for family sure and it seemed like every year we at least hosted something like if we didn't host like the full like family christmas or whatever for like one side of the family like we'd do it for the other side of the family or like uh some sort of group of people um whether it's like family friends or i don't know but we always hosted something, I think. So then the follow-up question, coming back to the comic. Yeah, uh, cleaning? Did, well, not not necessarily cleaning, but from your memory, did the rules ever drastically change for a day when uh, you had guests over? I, I don't think so. Like... There's kind of, like, the classic, like, well, don't be a slob or, like, rude or anything type rules. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't lick your plates at dinner or something, because um, that's rude. But, like, generally not, not too drastically. There was always, like, a period of, like, a day or whatever it was, like, help, do extra help to help the family clean the house type deal, make mm-hmm. things look nice. And stuff like that. And then, like, once it looks nice, don't make it look not nice again. Um, But there was never anything, like, drastic or, like, earth-shattering, I would say. There was nothing like, oh, you can't sit on this couch anymore. We're going to pretend like we don't sit on this couch or something like that. Okay. But, I don't know. Did you have any experiences with big changes for holidays? I'm not sure. So we didn't. We hosted very rarely. Okay. Um, I think we hosted Thanksgiving once, and we'd very frequently have a few people over on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, often for my dad's side of the family, but that was about it, and that was more a kind of later in the day hangout thing. And then only recently has it often also been paired with a meal. I I think that's kind of my vague memory of it all. Yeah, and so I feel like by the time that we were having people over, we were all just sort of, everything was laid back enough, mm-hmm. and we were all old enough to kind of understand subtle adjustments without needing a lecture about it or anything. Because, you know, there's always, like, the general feeling growing up or that there are definitely related moments of hypocrisy that are not hurtful you know, not like a hurtful type of hypocrisy, but just something like this where it's like, or just a sort of, uh, you know, oh, we never do this, but why are we doing it now? Sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Nothing's really coming to mind. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the holidays, though. So. Yeah. Me too. Although, once again, as I've said before, 
it's very strange not having an outside transition mm-hmm. uh, other than the changing time when the sun is up. Mm-hmm. That's the only sort of thing. But like today it was 91, which is does nothing for making it feel like we're getting into some sort of, you know, wintry time. Yeah. Uh, so wait, how warm was it? You heard me. It was ninety-one degrees at noon when I went into my movie and checked. What the? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's different. Wow. So. I mean, it hasn't been that hot consistently, but like, it got that hot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, it's it's not that warm where I live. Yeah. So, but last weekend I uh I had finished off my six pack that I bought 3 months ago or so. Uh and Wait, so I The one that you bought with me? Uh yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, a combination of that. I think I had finished off that one before, but oh. right before you came I had gotten the mango one. Uh-huh. I think I got that before you came, like a week before you came or something. Okay. And uh, I, I that is the one that I finished. <laughs> okay. But yeah, basically. Because I uh, was always, I was wondering when we got that six pack when I was there, I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take Mark to actually drink all of these. <laughs> and it turns out about a month and a half. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I went, you know, to get a couple different things. It was just kind of poking around. I was like, ah, I feel like, I feel like this can be a, a sort of delineation of wintry stuff, you know. And so I got Line and Kugel's uh, cranberry ginger shandy, okay. which is actually really good. Uh, but that's the sort of flavor that I like. I mean, it's the same thing as like a, you know. Kind of like the beer version of like getting cranberry splash sprite or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's it's not that cranberry e. You know, it doesn't taste like cranberries. It's just like a mm-hmm. vaguely fruity, gingery thing. So, so I got that, and then I got a a, a Christmas ale, is Ooh. what it was called. Ooh, it's just a Scotch ale. Um, so so between that and. At some point in the next month, I'll make chocolate chip cookies or something. That'll mm-hmm. be my attempt at uh, festivities. Okay, Sounds maybe good. I'll maybe I'll decorate something in my room, but I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't gotten that far. Maybe if I'm bored, I'll make some paper snowflakes. I do like <laughs> making those. They're oh, fun. You, to- you totally would. That doesn't surprise me at all. I started doing that with my little sister like two or three years ago. Uh, we decided that that was a thing that we would do to spice things up in our when decorating at home. We would just hang them from string on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worked out well. That's good. Yeah. All right, shall we move on? I think that we are, no matter how bad your comic is, well within the reaches of being yeah, able to be us our way through the rest of it. Hopefully. All right. We have a foul language by Brian Gordon and a younger uh, duck or something. Duck is saying to an older duck, 
what's getting old like? And the uh, older duck uh, is winged to his face, seeming a bit exasperated. Says, it's not so bad except for my, uh, what you call it? You know, that, that thing where you can remember words and stuff? And the uh, uh, younger duck says, memory? And the older duck says, right, yeah, that that's all gone to hell. <laughs> okay, so is this a cry for help? It's not a cry for help, but I don't know. I just feel like my memory sucks. A, a, statement, a statement of fact? <laughs> yeah, it's more of a statement of fact. And I don't know. I just, like, there's certain things that I got a great memory of, and, like, I, or not a great memory of, but I can remember very well. But there's other things where just, like, I don't remember this at all. Like, I I remember, like, broad strokes of a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, but every once in a while, like, someone will, like, bring up something specific to me that we talked about or that I said or that you said or something, I'm just like, I can't remember anything about it. Oh, yeah, I'm the same. And I have these moments of just, like, trying to either, like, just be straight up and admit it, like, oh, cool, I don't remember that at all, but I bet it probably happened. Or, like, trying to fake my way through it and pretend like I remember it when I definitely don't. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. This, this, uh... Like I ha- I have the better chance of remembering stuff at all because you know I listen back because I edit and then I write all the summaries and stuff. But even that, I think all it does is reinforce knowing the very broad ideas. Like if someone mm-hmm. said, "Oh, you uh, you both talked about this very broad subject," and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, we did." But what often happens is Aaron would be like. Oh yeah, you said like this very specific uh you you gave this specific stance of yours or whatever. You said this idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I mean, I passes the smell test. I'm sure that I did, but you know, I don't really remember it. Yeah. Uh, Cuz it's just a lot to keep track of, you know? And we're not uh I don't know. I think that there's just a a difference in, you know, when you're recording it like this and there's just so many things that we talk about and and also it's just uh you know when, when stuff comes up organically between us then that contextualizes it like i think most of us could like if something previously that we talked about or a joke that we had made came back up we'd probably be able to recognize it um, between ourselves yeah but it is much harder when someone else comes from the outside and sort of blindsides you with you know, this thing, and you're, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have a very similar experience, and I think that I have a much better memory than you do in general. Yeah. So. Well, pew, it makes me feel better that you have a similar <laughs> experience. Because I was starting to feel like I, uh, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like Mark probably remembers all this crap, and now I just feel like I'm a bad friend because I don't remember what we talk <laughs> about every week. Yeah. Uh. But like if yeah. anything, it's kind of nice to have the little records. Like I, I can, I can look at um one of these summaries and be like, oh yeah, I, yeah, sure, I can kind of remember what we talked about. 
nothing mm-hmm. specific, but I can sort of make guesses. Like I can, I can extrapolate from the patterns of yeah. the things that we talk about and the way that we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's about it really. Okay. Yeah. So that was, that was most of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. But I don't know. Let, let me ask you this question. This is something that's been on my mind. Okay. Do you feel like your ability to, uh, or ne- not necessarily your ability, but the way that you learn has changed between like high school and college and now? The way that I learn? Yeah. Like, well, let me try and give you an example. The thing that's been on my mind, which is tied yeah. into memory, which is why I sort of I sort of thought of it. Back in high school, I was an immense repository of facts and information. Mm-hmm. It made me very effective in my history classes and even calculus. Like I was very good at remembering a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of that was probably just daily reinforcement of those things. But, you know, it was something that I was very good at. And then in college, I know, especially junior and senior year, I became much worse at it. Uh, Much worse at retaining specific definitions or recalling specific facts. Um, And part of that, you know, like there's a lot of moving variables as to why that could occur. But it's just something that I've noticed that like there is a kind of a split where I, I don't feel as good at a certain type of learning, a certain way of learning that I used to be very, very good at. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if you've noticed anything in yourself, not necessarily that specific thing, but just like, you know, the way that you would go about learning something in high school or working through a topic, did that change in college? And do you think that you still have the um, same, you know, uh, ways now? Hmm. I I don't know if there's been like a I don't think there's really been a change in like how well I can learn in different ways. I think it's at least for me it's more of been a change of um sorry, I'm probably going to ramble here and it might not make sense. But it's been more of like a change in like my my own perceptions of like what's important for me to learn so what i'm going to put more of the effort into as well as a change in kind of like how the world around me or the educational structure around me kind of forces me to learn because i felt like in high school a lot of it was more based around like here's these facts here's these figures here's these concepts or whatever memorize them remember them so you can vomit them back out to me later. But then college was still definitely at sometimes that, but I felt like my priorities in college were shifting more towards like learning the concepts and the overarching ideas and being able to extrapolate out to kind of the specifics of what ended up would or the things that would end up being asked of you on like a test or something, as long as you understood the underlying concepts and could work with them well, you could mm-hmm. figure out any specific answer or at least get really close to it. And now that I'm in kind of the, I would say like working world, I feel like 
it's still a lot of learning concepts when I learned things, but also then I think some of my emphasis or I think this is more of like what I see as being value to me in my near future is kind of learning the skills and rather than now remembering silly little facts, remembering like, okay, how do I do this test or how do I, how do I perform this thing and how does that relate to these like scientific concepts or something? I don't know. Okay. So kind of sounds like, uh, I mean, I can kind of, I feel the same way in some regard. I'm not sure it phrase it quite the same way, but it's almost a sort of, uh, efficiency. Maybe. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Like that, that's sort of a, like, I, I'm probably just projecting my own feelings. Like I know that, when I was younger, there was nothing that was too dull for me to just like sit down and do to try and learn something. Mm-hmm. And nowadays it's like the, uh, I have enough experience to be a bit smarter about how I approach something and not have quite so much wasted effort on like very specific tiny details when I can do a slightly, you know, a higher overview of it and dive down what necessary. Yeah, I get, like, I, I kind of connect with that idea, but I would say like, I don't, I don't think of it in terms of efficiency. Okay. I think of it more in terms of like, I'm like trying to prepare myself to not only like answer problems or like address questions or problems or whatever that I've been exposed to before, but like preparing myself to deal with things that I haven't been exposed to before by preparing more generally and building up kind of those okay. sorts of skills. I don't know if that relates yeah, That at all. makes sense. Well cool. Neat. You should do some memory training. You should do some of those old people websites for memory no, training. No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to feel old. <laughs> too late okay 